You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Mobilize. Personalize, optimize, and monetize your marketing and engagement efforts. Welcome to Mobile Presence. From mobile marketing and messaging to mobile commerce and coupons, and from mobile apps and websites to mobile engagement and loyalty, our hosts bring on expert guests to give you the inside track on the trends, tools, and technologies that matter most. Mobile Presence, where making your brand or business mobile first is our first priority. Now, here are your hosts. Peggy Ann Saltz and Shahab Zagari. Welcome to Mobile Presence. As always, bringing you the experts to help you optimize and maximize your mobile strategy. I'm Peggy Ann Saltz from Mobile Groove, providing analysis, research, and strategic content marketing to the global mobile industry. And I'm Shahab Zagari, award-winning filmmaker and executive director of marketing at Higher Ground Creative Agency. And today's topic is the Internet of Things. It's a hot topic in 2015, and it's just getting hotter. Yeah, and I was, I was probably thinking about you, Shahab, when I, when I chose it, actually. And, and interestingly enough, it's also the topic we're here at Mobile Presence. Our shows on the Internet of Things, IoT, have been the ones consistently with the most listeners. So, you know, July 1st, when we had Reg Snodgrass, mm-hmm. founder of the Wearable World, you did a great show there too, as well, Shahab, and you did a you did a Vine video for that show. Definitely, and you know, I, I do them every once in a while. It doesn't really fit a lot of our shows, but when I can, and you know, obviously, I'm I'm really amped on wearables and the Internet of Things, and I mean, that was really a really great episode. Not that all of our episodes aren't, but I, we're going to go a different way today, a different topic on the Internet of Things, despite the fact that that's you know usually what we think of, but we like to think outside the box, don't we, Peggy? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, we're going we're gonna to hold on to that record. We're going to hold on to that track record. And instead of talking about the Internet of Things. Of Things, uh-huh. Of Things, yeah. I connected with our guest today at an event where he was talking about the Internet of Useless Things, right? <laughs> uh-huh. And the title alone said, yes, we have to have him on the show because we have to talk about not just the Internet of Things, but, you know, how do you avoid getting caught up in the hype, you know, wasting effort, wasting money, creating stuff we don't need. So how to embrace this opportunity, take it seriously, you know, grasp it with both hands. And to do that, we have Mark Brill, brand consultant and lecturer in future media. Welcome, Mark. Hello, and thank you for inviting me. Great Definitely. To have Th- you. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. Uh, now, Mark, we know that intro just doesn't do you justice because you're involved in so many different projects all around the Internet of Things, but you know, also stretching into holographic and, and all those kinds of things. So tell us a little bit more about yourself before we go any further and all the hats you wear. Sure. Well, the first thing you failed to mention was cats, of course. I'm very involved with cats. Not- <laughs> <laughs> Real cats, but digital cats, online cats in some kind of form, cat gifts, oh. cat vines, that kind of thing. It, usually cats, <laughs> animals form quite a big part of my presentation. But the rest of the time, I am I, I actually have a mobile background. I'm very much kind of mobile guy. I still work with brands on mobile strategies. Um, but increasingly, as, as we've seen the, the, this whole channel moving forward, I'm in the innovation space, open innovation space. So working with creatives and technologists and trying to develop ideas and and applications around what is going to be the next generation of computing. So where does that fit in with the projects you're doing? You're doing these, you're telling your clients and brands about them, or you're sort of out moving shaping? I just want to be clear on on what you do, Mark, or what you don't do. (laughs) Well, one of the great things about the time that we're in now, and one of the things that's driving internet things forward, is the fact that you can just create objects, you can prototype so easily. Last year, we were working with a a client. It was a a pet food client. And out of it came an idea of essentially Fitbit for dogs and cats. You see, I warned you about the cat. (laughs) The client didn't want to do it. And we, uh, myself and a a business partner, realized that actually it's quite easy to make this. And we went to China and got essentially the innards of 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 an equivalent of Fitbit. We 3D printed a case for it and prototyped it, we borrowed a friend's dog actually, prototyped it, made a video and put it on Indiegogo. From that we raised £36,000 and that was enough Mm. to show proof of concept. Now what we've done is we've taken that prototype forward and we're getting VC investment to actually then deliver that as a proper business. And as much as anything else, it's a demonstration of how easy it is to the internet of things. Now that could then go back to a brand i could actually see you know a pet food brand picking up on this because it addresses a a, an important problem in the world of of pets which is actually we feed off pets too much we think that feeding them is love but in fact one in six dogs are overweight and this is going to help people manage that that's great now that's that's an example of something that's useful and i I thought it was genius that you used a 3d printer for the prototype but what are some examples of useless things well, this is the problem because it's so easy to produce stuff where the whole world is going to be littered with, with useless objects. The one that I came across recently was the connected yoga mat. It's supposed <laughs> to kind of tell you how to do your yoga better. I suspect it probably doesn't deliver very well. One of my favorite objects, which actually goes back a few years, is the famous TV hat. It actually made it onto a, a TV show very recently in the UK about kind of useless, ob- useless objects. I think it was number five or six. So TV hat 
is essentially a baseball cap with an extended brim on it. And you, you, you shove your smartphone in the front there and it's supposed to give you a cinema-like experience. The wow. funniest part of it is the whole way that it's filmed and it has... I'm actually just looking at a picture now on my screen of a, of a, of a guy with no shirt on on a treadmill wearing TV hat. <laughs> uh, I thought they'd gone out of business, but I actually managed to buy one. But what's interesting about that is that the use of things is part of the, the There's a guy called Bill Buxton who came up with the long nose of innovation. I don't know whether you're familiar with that, but it's this idea that things no. are kind of kicking around for a while. There's actually a lot of experimentation, a lot of failures before somebody actually gets it right. So if you think about it, TV hat's really a forerunner to Oculus Rift. I mean, Oculus Rift, what is it? It's ski goggles with some smartphone screen, really. And, and even then, you know, Oculus Rift in itself is going to develop. And we've got things like Sony's Morpheus or Microsoft HoloLens. And at some point, you'll reach that point in the nose of innovation where it starts to take off. But along the way, we've got these useless things that we're going to have to contend with. How about some more examples there, Mark? I don't want to stop you. I mean, you're just as entertaining now as you were in Amsterdam. And I remember uh, the thing that was about it was that you were just showing us ourselves. It was like the mirror of ourselves. You know, the emperor has no clothes. There's a lot of useless and useful but useless stuff in the, in the Internet of Things. Okay, dare I say, I'm going to stick my neck out here and I think I'm going to get a few gasps from the audience. Beacons. Really? Yeah. Okay, I have this view that broadly speaking, technology is agnostic. It does good things, it does bad things. It, it has no purpose, it's how it's used. And, and the problem is, is Beacons is a classic case. And, and I'm just wondering whether, whether you also see this where clients come around and they go, let's do a Beacons campaign. Well, all they've done is just described a piece of technology to me. You haven't described a solution. You haven't described something that addresses... No, a there's no strategy, right? Exactly. So do they come to you like that, Shahab? Do they say, you know, hey, let's do a beacon campaign? And you're like, yeah, sure, let's put, a, let's put this disc-like thing on the ceiling of something and do something around it. You know, personally, in my experience, a lot of clients, they're even afraid to approach things like that. They just kind of want to do what everybody else is doing despite recommendations or, or things of that nature. So yeah, from my experience, that's what I've encountered. So I might not be the, the best person to ask, but there's I a lot of me saying. too, though, isn't there? There's a lot of clients saying, I mean, I saw it, you must've seen this with apps as well. When people said we need an app. Exactly. And exactly. again, it's the same kind of thing. So we're seeing, you know, brands, well-known brands, you know, putting beacons in store and, and, and essentially trying to send out messages to people. And I saw a study which, surprise, surprise, most people said they don't want to be stalked in store by brands through beacons. So that's an example. But there's nothing wrong with the technology. It's just how the objects that people are creating with, with that are just not good enough. And then you get the flip side of it, which is Nivea's wristband. They used beacon technology in a useful way. So that was the wristband that could be put on kids on the beach. And if they went out of range, I think it was about 40 metres, set off an alert on the phone now that's clever and that's the kind of thing that mm -hmm. brands should be thinking about right. i guess my other useless my favorite useless objects are probably the household ones the the fridges there's a very good tumbler out there that involves swearing so i won't tell you what it is but it's basically got pictures <laughs> of sticking laptops to the front of their fridge but it's this idea that actually knowing whether i've run out of milk or not is not really a benefit to my life and a great example is the connected washing machine you know, people like samsung and lg have them Telling me that my spin cycle is finished doesn't do anything to make my life better. It's a useless object. <laughs> what I really need is for a machine that can kind of wash, dry, fold the clothes up and put them away in the cupboard. But even then, that's not really... That doesn't exist yet. <laughs> well, so somebody did say, oh, that's my other half. That's, you know, and <laughs> was a bloke, of course. But even then, we're not really addressing the problem. The problem is washing clothes. 
And there are, you know, people like 3M are looking at fabrics and coatings where you could simply just shake the clothes out and the dirt and the smell would drop out and you just put them back in the cupboard. And the thing about that is there's tremendous saving on resource, on energy usage and on water. And that's how people need to start thinking about the Internet of Things, not just trying to solve problems that don't really exist. Well, that's a great place to stop right now, Mark. We're going to go to break, and when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about the usefulness of the Internet of Things, so not to make useless things in the Internet of Things. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Mobile Presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, seen other SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101. Catch us Mondays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization channel only on webmasterradio.fm. Mobilizing your marketing and engagement efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence, only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to Mobile Presence. I'm Peggy Ann Saltz with Mobile Groove. And I'm Shahab Zagari with Higher Ground Creative Agency. And, of course, we have Mark Brill, brand consultant and lecturer in future media, but I would say sort of all-around vision into what's useful and what's, and what's not in the Internet of Things. Welcome back, Mark. Thank you. Hello again. So, you know, when you think of Internet of Things, you know, cloud-based applications are key to using, you know, leveraged data and things of that sort. But where do mobile sites fit in all of this? Are we talking about, when you say mobile sites, we're talking about mobile web apps or anything on mobile? Yeah, I guess either apps or the mobile web. I mean, I think 
what people should understand is the Internet of Things is not leaving mobile behind. Mobile has an absolutely central place. So as we all know, mobile is now the core computing device. It's been the core communication device for years, but it's now the core computing device that people are using. And that will remain so. And it's the object, it's the device that's going to drive the Internet of Things. So I talk a lot about building the service layer. So what's going to sit on your mobile is the service layer that's going to drive the Internet of Things. And a great example of that, an obvious example of that, is Uber. So Uber is the world's biggest taxi service, but they don't own a single cab. What right. they're able to do is through mobile, through a great mobile experience, they're actually able to connect us to all these cabs worldwide. And what's interesting, you mentioned cloud computing, is, of course, Uber are now making a great use of cloud computing and the data to use kind of predictive intelligence to understand where they're going to need cabs and get them to the right place. And eventually you'll get to the point where your taxi will turn up before you even know you need it. So, so what I'm hearing here a little bit, Mark, is that the value in this for brands, for marketers, is to think about where they can add value here. Now, that's, that's something we know. We've heard that a thousand times, but it's, it's trying to put that back into the Internet of Things in a way that you're removing friction, you're removing having to do something. Like you said, you know, Uber will know already where you need a cab, so that's where they're going to be, period. You know, take that, take that step out. So is that what you're saying? Is that where brands can really ride the wave of the Internet of Things and make something out of it for themselves? Without doubt, and that's exactly where it all sits. And I think, you know, when you say frictionless experiences, this is exactly what I'm talking to brands about, is how can you use the Internet of Things to take friction out of the user experience? Because brands think about selling, and I know at the end of the day, they've got their ROI, their bottom line to think of. But the best way you're going to achieve that ROI is not through trying to sell, trying to market through these devices, but just making your customers' lives that much easier. And that's what we can do with the Internet of Things. I think one of the best examples is the Disney Magic Band. So, they, okay, they spent a billion dollars on that, but it's just a an amazing proof of how you can remove friction and build these great experiences. So the band arrives before you get to the park. You can select your rides. A uh, great piece of UX that I love on the band is the fact that there's a little outline of Mickey Mouse, and to touch in, you just touch Mickey to Mickey. So obviously it works with any age. You don't need to be able to read to do that. And if you go Also, what is it again? The Disney Magic Band. So and this it's like is like armband almost? It's a wearable. So it's a wristband. And it uses a combination of technologies. So NFC, I think there's kind of beacon type technology in there. And they spend a long time developing it and a lot of money. But what they've achieved with this is this utterly frictionless experience. So if you go into the restaurant there, you can order off the menu just through your band. But it the server knows where you're sitting and what you've ordered. And, of course, when it comes to the end, you don't have to worry about payment. You just leave because people will register their cards to the band before they even arrive at the park. And it's just about making that great experience for users. Of course, there's a great bit of behavioral economics there because if you disassociate what they call the pain of payment, if you don't have to take out your card in the restaurant, people tend to spend more money. So there's clearly a benefit for the brand, but fundamentally it's about providing a better service. And so when I talk about service layer, that's exactly what I mean. And do you have any other examples of brands who get it and they and they are using it in that way? Yeah, I mean, in terms of obviously we've got the the brands that the startups are the ones who are really delivering on this. You know, Airbnb again is is another example of somebody who books more rooms than anyone else and doesn't doesn't actually own a single hotel. But I love examples in London. We've got City Mapper. 
City Mapper is being rolled out to other cities. I think you have it in Berlin as well. And it's just taking this open data and putting it through an algorithm and delivering back a, a beautiful experience. I, I'm a lifelong Londoner and, and I like to think I know my way around London and yet City Mapper gives me routes, fast routes that I just didn't know about. And that's just a great example. And really, you know, they did that by taking the data that was already open. The government weren't able to do that. It was City Mapper who actually delivered that. So I think for a lot of brands where you can't achieve it yourself, actually opening up data and allowing the startups, the hackers, as it were, to actually get hold of it and develop something is often an interesting way forward. If you're looking at pure brands, I mean, Tesla is probably the best example of a, an IoT company. So in the case of Tesla, what they did is they found a problem with their operating system. So rather than going through an expensive recall, which is always a PR disaster, they were just able, able to make an over-the-air update simply and easily. And what they've even done now is they're talking about doing updates to their vehicles where some models of Tesla can actually be self-driving cars and they would work on some of the highways in the U.S., and that's how companies can actually move forward and build the Internet of Things into everything that they do. That's amazing. No, no need to update the hardware. We'll just update the software. And now you're a self-driving car. That's amazing. I mean, Shahab, when you think about it, what I'm hearing here in, in Mark's discussion is that there's a chance for brands to do something just as simple as take and open up the data. So in the case of his city mapper, you know, that could be mm -hmm. any company sort of sponsoring that and saying, oh, you want to get around in Las Vegas? Well, you know, here's an app that'll do it. And then, you know, of course, sponsor it, put their name on it. I mean, doesn't that, does that strike a chord with you? Is that something that your clients or people in your industry would go for? Again, we're, we're in the very early stages as far as marketing and advertising directly to things of, you know, like wearables and things of that nature. But, you know, definitely, I mean, we, we've had partnered up with different events where, you know, the NFC bands get you into certain sections and, and things of that nature. And then afterward, they take that data and then they can kind of group people in different sections. Okay, well, we, you know, we had the tent that had the, you know, recycled art in there. No one really went in there. So maybe we don't do that for next year things of that nature. But, you know, people are a little scared, but they're also excited about the new avenue. But I just, I tell everybody, I say, look, you have to build credibility and you have to tell your story. And that, you know, just hasn't changed. And so if you're just sponsoring an app just to sponsor it, you know, if it does end up being a useless use <laughs> of those things, then it's really not going to do you any good. But I think just, just to cut in here, I mean, I think that's, that is absolutely the starting point. You know, it's what I would call the core hygiene for this. But I also think that brands need to think more creatively. I, I talk about thinking like an artist. So one of my favorite tea objects is Brad the Toaster. This, this was an art project, but it's a, it's a brilliant concept. So Brad the Toaster is a connected toaster. Now, you, you now know how I feel about connected kitchen objects. The one clever thing about Brad is that if you don't use him, he puts himself up for sale on eBay automatically. <laughs> and it's that kind of approach to things, that artistic, creative way. We will be having to go to break, but I wanted to ask you about that because I do also remember your Internet of Clothes as opposed to the Internet of Things. Tell me about that one, Mark. Well, it takes the concept of Brad the Toaster to the next stage. I, I realized, you know, addressing a problem here was, was that we have too many clothes. We, we wear, we own four times the number of clothes than we did 20 years ago. And on the whole, people only wear about 20% of their clothes regularly. So our, our wardrobes are full of unworn items. So the idea is, is that the project is now in development. The idea is clothes will actually know whether they've been worn or not. If it's raining, your raincoat will actually tweet you and ask to be worn. 
if it gets cold, a jumper will ask for that. And if you ignore them, they will basically offer themselves up for recycling to a clothing charity. And again, I've, I've had quite a lot of interest actually from clothing charities to do this. So you can see how you can take an idea like Brad the Toaster and think creatively and develop it, but then it has a useful application which can actually help in a brand context. Well, that's a great thing to talk about. We'll talk about more of this after the break. So listeners, stay there. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Mobile Presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors. InternetMarketingNinjas.com is the online dojo of the highly trained and skilled Internet Marketing Ninjas. Disavow documents, reconsideration requests, Panda and Penguin penalties. Let our superior SEO ninjas confront all of your link-related issues. The Internet Marketing Ninjas are equipped to master any marketing exercise, content creation, authorship, link building, PPC, and more. Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at internetmarketingninjas.com. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Welcome to LPO. LPO. Landing page optimization. Landing page optimization expert Tim Ash is here to show you what it takes to create optimal landing pages. LPO brings you detailed case studies, opinions, and analysis from the leaders of landing page optimization. LPO, landing page optimization. Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Mobilizing your marketing and engagement efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence, only on webmasterradio.fm. And we're back. Welcome back to Mobile Presence. I'm Peggy Ann Saltz with Mobile Groove. And I'm Shahab Zagari with Higher Ground. And so, we have Mark Brill, brand consultant, lecturer in future media. And Kat Aficionado. Hello again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. It's been such a pleasure having you on the show today. At the last segment, we were kind of talking about Brad the Toaster and, and you know, ingenious uses of these things. You know, what, what we usually do with this last segment is, you know, we focus on tips for our listeners and, you know, kind of how-tos. So in, in our situation here, you know, what, what kinds of solutions should brands be thinking about to not be victim of the hype, you know, of creating this technology that just doesn't really do much of anything for us. How, how do you inject that sense of creativity that we were talking about in the last segment into what I they're think, doing? So, Yeah, absolutely. So I think, you know, the, the primary thing here is to, to take an open innovation approach. So your ideas are going to come from anywhere. There is an argument to say that we're actually too tied to our devices. And sometimes being analog is a really good way to get around this problem. One of my favorite examples is the use of the 
musical rumble strips. So the rumble strips are things along the side of the road. They put them in the middle of the road in Japan. If you drive over at the right speed, it plays a tune. That's a great example of an analog solution. Everyone else uses cameras, and yet the analog rumble strips work so much better at getting people to slow down. And you're doing it by creating enjoyment and delight and things like that. So I think it's worth actually, you know, bringing in those people, those artists, those creators, and anyone across the organization. I do a lot of days, there's an Arduino system called Makey Makey, and I do a lot of days with brands where I go in and I give them challenges and they have to build a new object in an hour. People come up with some great designs. I just did it at an agency last week, and they came, somebody came up with a talking recycling bin, and they managed to build it in under an hour. Um, I built the cat selfie machine, of course, which took me about 20 minutes. <laughs> it's a machine for cats to take their own picture. But it has a genuine application, which is that actually we're going to take it around stray cats' homes and want to cats, and, and, and they'll take their own picture, which will then be tweeted out on the hashtag, and you can select the cat you want based on that. <laughs> so you were there, you were there to get them to do it. You were there to get them to do it, but you made one as well? Of course. I have to do as I speak, you know. I, I, I try and build things as well. And I'm not, you know, I don't have any specific skills. I can program a bit. Um, I have a, a more creative background, but it doesn't matter. This is what this is all about, is people just got to get in there and try it and just kind of free themselves. I mean, Picasso always said, you know, every child is an artist. The challenge is getting adults to think like, like a child. And that's what we all have to do, I think, when we're looking at the Internet of Things. I think the other side of it is just much simpler than that, which is focus on the problem. And this is a question that I ask clients all the time. I kind of say, they come up with a solution, let's do beacons. And I say, well, what's the problem? What are we addressing here? And that's always honing on that. Think about that problem. And once you really hone in on that, and not just what it, what is an, an imaginary problem, what's the real problem, then you'll start to come up with answers very, very quickly. I think the third element which we've already talked about, is how you can very much use your, your mobile devices, apps as the service layer. And you can then use them once you know what the problem is and you've thought creatively like an artist, then you can start to build things. And more often than not, it's the objects you've already got. It's not about creating new products. It's about thinking of the, the devices, the things that your customers might use and finding clever, useful ways to connect them. Well, it's been... Very enlightening, Mark. And I think that also I'll appreciate when we have the show notes up on the Mobile Presence website, maybe you share an image of that cat selfie-making machine. I'm, I'm sure I can find a cat selfie picture for you. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you very much for inviting me. It's been a Send me a view. I'll make the vine of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Mark, amazing. And I'm sure people are going to want to get in touch with you or at least follow you, check out what you're doing and creating out there. So how do they stay in touch with you? So you can find me on Twitter. I'm at BrillThings. And my blog is brandsandinnovation.com. So pretty easy to find me. And you can just send me random tweets, pictures of cats, that kind of thing. Always welcome. Absolutely. Always cat pictures. How about you, Shahab? You can follow me on Twitter at Shahab Zagari. That's Z-A-R-G-A-R-I. You can check out our portfolio at highergroundadvertising.com. Excellent. And I'm Peggy Ann on Twitter, A-N-N-E, or all of my other work is over at Mobile Groove. That's mobilegroove.com. So time flies, guys, so we have to go. But thanks again to everyone for joining us for Mobile Presence. Remember that new episodes of Mobile Presence air Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can check out earlier episodes of our show by going to webmasterradio.fm or you can find our shows on iTunes, Stitcher, Zune, and iHeartRadio simply by searching Mobile Presence. And finally, you can stay connected by downloading the Webmaster Radio app from the iTunes app store or from google play 
So thanks again for listening to Mobile Presence, your inside track on everything you need to reach and engage your target audience with mobile. And remember, every minute is mobile, so make every minute count. We'll see you next week. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.